Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, business and marketing strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. People are always asking, Scott, who is this show for? The entrepreneur, the business owner, the individual that's really looking to 10x their success in their business because my philosophy as a high-performance coach is when I work with business owners and their business is humming along, that means their entire life is really, really uh, on, on a great pace as well. So that's what we're doing right here on Success Hackers. We're trying to get your money right. We're trying to get your marketing right. We're trying to get your sales skills and your overall business building skills right so that you can go out and just absolutely dominate the marketplace. If you haven't yet listened to the last episode, make sure to go back and listen because we had Mr. Sean Pickett on the program. And uh, Sean shared a ton of great success hacks on how to be more effective in your overall sales process. In addition, he actually gave away a ton of really cool free resources to our Hacker Nation community. So if you want some really cool free resources on how to escalate and grow your business, make sure to go back and listen to my interview with Sean. Today's Success Hackers episode is brought to you by IWantMoreLeads.net. If you're looking to grow your leads for your business, check out the free video on how to generate all the leads your business can handle just simply type in I want more leads. That's I want more leads.net. Oh, people are always asking, Scott, how do I actually chime into the show? Besides listening here, can I ask you a question? The answer is yes, I want to hear from you. If you want to ask a question for our esteemed guests, or if there's a topic that's on your mind, you're like, man, I would love, Scott, for you to ask that question, please, please, please email the show. I actually read all the emails. Email at info at successhackers.net. That's info at successhackers.net. And if you ask a question and leave your name and company name, I'll actually bring that up on the next show here on Success Hackers. Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who is going to share with us how to become better leaders in the workplace so that we have more influence to our staff and our clients. Today, our featured guest is Meredith Bell. Meredith, are you ready to rock? I am definitely ready to rock. Let's go. Yes. Meredith Bell has been an entrepreneur since 1982, and she's an expert in helping companies develop the people side of their business. Meredith is co-founder and president of Performance Support Systems, a global software company that has published award-winning assessment and development programs. She's also been a featured speaker at the prestigious conferences such as GKIC, where she spoke to 900 entrepreneurs and small business owners. Her interview for the monthly audio of the Information Marketing Association with hosts Robert Strobe and Bill Glazer was one of the most highly rated of all time. And she's also been a popular guest on dozens of podcasts, and we are so excited to have Meredith on the program. Meredith, it is so great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you, Scott. I'm excited to be with you today. I gave our Hacker Nation listeners some information, but 
would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business. Well, as you mentioned, we're a software company, and our whole focus has been, since day one, helping people become more effective in their relationships, and in particular, in communicating with others. Because, you know, it's interesting, as people go through school, there typically is never a class in high school or college on how to be an effective communicator. And that's a, that, and that's a core skill that they need when they're getting into real life as adults. So what we do is we work with, uh, and when I say we work with, through our programs, people use our materials to learn how to be more effective at communication. And what I mean by that is how do you listen to other people? How do you go about giving feedback, whether it's positive when they do things well or negative uh, or constructive when they have made a mistake? And how do you negotiate a win-win with other people? So the idea of helping people become more effective as leaders, whether it's a solopreneur, you know, in a one-person business who's got to influence potential clients or vendors, or someone who leads a company or leads a department where getting people to perform at their best is really critical to getting the results they need. So that's what we're all about. Yeah, and I, I, that's why I'm so excited to have you on the show here because communication is arguably one of the biggest pitfalls that, like you said, either a solopreneur has or if they have a team of a 100. Um, I actually did a training a few years back, and I actually did a, a, a leadership-type mini-seminar, and um, one of the things that we talked about, one of the pillars was communication. At the end of the uh, at the end of the actual training, we did a little survey to see which one which of the pillars was the most effective. It wasn't even close. Communication was the number one thing, and the reason being, I mean, it sounds so obvious. You know, you mentioned high school; we didn't have any communication classes, and even college. And now we are in the workplace. And I think what happens, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what happens is that we actually under communicate. So a boss might say to their team do this or do that, and then all of a sudden something falls through the cracks, and they, they yell at their team, and they get all upset, and they say, why wasn't that done, when the reality of it is maybe it ended up in the spam folder an email, maybe they actually forgot to send it, so we always used to teach to over-communicate so that the intent is crystal clear. Do you find that in your training as well? Sure, because a lot of people... Um, make assumptions about other people understanding what they have to say. And, of course, in fact, one of our favorite phrases, even inside our own company, is a three-word sentence. Communication is hard. <laughs> because you have all these thoughts going on in your own mind, and somehow you think you've you know, communicated it correctly to the other person. But too many times... There are things, like you said, that are, that are not spoken, that are expectations. And when we have expectations, it almost always leads to disappointment because we have this uh, standard in our minds of what the other person ought to be doing. And when they don't do it, then we get frustrated, angry, or disappointed. And instead, reaching agreements where you talk through clearly what the outcome needs to be, what the person needs in order to make that happen so that any barriers to accomplishing it get addressed up front. 
your company actually helps business owners um, or individuals within the companies become better leaders, as you just mentioned. What's maybe the two most important aspects of leadership that you see that most business owners or entrepreneurs usually need the most help with? Maybe it's communication, and if it is, how do they become better communicators and then maybe share another thing? Well, one of the key things is becoming better at asking questions instead of telling or giving advice. Because we need to remember that, you know, even kids when they become teenagers don't like to be told what to do. And adults really don't like to be told what to do. Uh, I think sometimes people that are put in a leadership role don't fully appreciate that these folks they now have responsibility for, you know, have been thinking for themselves for a long time. And so one of the greatest gifts that they can give that person is to help them develop and grow. And one of the most powerful ways to do that is through asking good questions. So what I'd like to do, I think, is share with you some specific questions that a leader could ask someone after something happens. Perfect. Whether it's positive or negative, by the way. Okay. Um, but especially teaching people to learn from their mistakes rather than lecturing, you know, pointing it out. We sometimes think, cause I used to do this, you know, um, a lot of what I've learned over time is because I did it wrong myself. So, um, a key piece is stepping back and recognizing that if this person figures out what went wrong here for themselves, then in the future, they will be able to handle the next situation more effectively. So the first question is getting the person to just talk to you about what happened. So you get at the facts, but also get at the heart of it in terms of how they feel about it. Because describing, you know, the sequential set of events is one thing, but to get somebody to talk about, you know, and so how did you feel when that happened is it's not the touchy feely thing that some people might initially um, think about. It's, it's really getting at the core of what's going on with that person. So you know where they're coming from and then where they might need to go in the, in the rest of the conversation. So once you've gotten to that, the next question would be, so, um, uh, what, what was the outcome, um, of doing that? And, uh, so you're looking at the consequences. And another piece is why did it happen that way? And there's no set sequence. It's sort of what naturally comes from how the person responds, but getting at the what and the why it happened that way and what the consequences or outcome were helps them process and analyze the event rather than, you know, in the worst case, repeating it going forward because there was never time taken to to process it or, um, you know, drawing some wrong conclusions about themselves or about the other people that were involved. So it's a way for the leader to guide the person's thinking um, by responding to, you know, the answers that the person gives. And so then the last question would be, all right, so 
how will you handle the situation the next time? Is there anything you would do differently based on what you learned from this situation? So it really enables the person and kind of empowers them to then be more effective in the next situation without the leader having had to, you know, point out A, B, C. And the other thing it does is it helps the leader manage his or her own emotions because sometimes we can get, you know, reactive in what we perceive as what happened. But once we understand what really went on, we can come away with a whole different perspective. And I'll give you a very real example of this. There is a, um, our program is an online coaching system that's used by a leader. They have a one year subscription, but it's not just on their own. They have someone who serves as a real coach for them as well, giving them input. even a network of coaches. But the idea is they're focusing on a specific aspect of communicating that they want to improve in. And this one particular manager decided to focus on engaging in dialogue because her pattern or habit had been when somebody came to her, she would typically um, cut them off, jump in and give advice and tell them what to do um, and perceive them as complaining. And this was particularly something she had done with this one supervisor who she just tended to, you know how we we get these ideas in our minds and and we kind of um, have a model in our heads about how different people are. So Mm -hmm. this particular supervisor was, in her mind, a complainer. So her initial reaction in the past had been, get her out of here as quick as I can. And what she did instead this in this one situation is she slowed down, she paused, she let the person talk, and then she asked some questions to get a better understanding of why um, she was feeling the way she was. Not in a threatening or challenging way, but just inquiring, which is what dialogue is all about. And in doing so, she realized there was a very valid concern that this person was expressing that in the past she would have just blown off. And so what it caused her to do was go talk to some of the other people on her team, and she learned, oh, my gosh, more than one person has concerns about this. So she ended up meeting with them and coming up with a solution to the problem that they you know, bought into because they were involved in the dialogue. And just that one encounter with those people changed the whole sense, the feeling, the culture inside her team and really turned things around from then on because people sensed, hey, she's listening, she's open to my input instead of, you know, virtually closing her door in their face. Yeah, what a great story. I love the the four-part pillar that you shared with the questions. And you know what, Hacker Nation? It just always goes to show you that obviously business is a people sport. So if you want your team to grow, if you want more sales, if you want you know more client interactions, better relationships, it all starts with exactly what Meredith is sharing. And I know maybe some of the questions for you Hacker Nation listeners out there that are thinking, do I really have to ask these emotional type questions and how are you feeling and all these other things? And you can spin it however you want to spin it, but the underlying principle is this. 
asking great questions and being a great listener. And you've heard that a million times. I had someone on the show not that long ago and he basically threw up his hands six years into his business and said, how many of you, that there's like 15 of them in the room, his, his uh, C-suite um, individuals on his team, he says, how many of you love coming to work today? He says, be honest, not one hand went up and he goes, good, because neither do I. I personally have to make some shifts in my leadership in order to get the company to where it needs to be, and I apologize for my lack of being present and really wanting to have true buy-in from you guys as my team. He said when he had that uh, moment, from that moment on for the next seven years and still running, the business is breaking new records, everybody loves coming to work, but he had to reach deep within, within himself for that one moment for that to happen. And to me, that is true leadership. Uh, and, and, you know, that just brings up such an important piece, which is all about the willingness to apologize and admit when you make a mistake. Too many leaders think that somebody will f- think less of them if they do that, when in fact the opposite is true. Because to apologize does require humility and the willingness to say, I didn't get it right this time. And when you do that to other people, they see you as human, more approachable, and they are motivated to contribute much more than a rigid, autocratic, I'm never wrong kind of approach. Mm. Tell us about one of the programs that you have and how has this program maybe helped your clients? Is there just one program that you can bring to the conversation and maybe how has that one program helped some of your clients? Well, we have more than one, but the one that I think would be the most relevant to um, your listeners is one called Strong for Performance, and the word for is F-O-R, so it's strongforperformance.com as well is the website, and it combines, um, uh, it's this online coaching system that combines them being able to learn how to do a specific skill more effectively, like listen better, or giving feedback, which by the way, giving constructive feedback is one of those skills that um there was a survey done a while back, and many CEOs and, and C-suite executives of some of the biggest companies um, expressed that as one of their biggest regrets, that they didn't do that often enough and didn't do it well enough. So our program helps people learn what does that look like. But what really makes it stand out, Scott, is that it's not just logging in and getting information, watching a video or reading an article. It's then making a commitment to apply this back on the job. So then you go and take action. And then the third step is coming back and reflecting on how it went using those same questions that I was just sharing. So this process of focusing on a specific skill, taking action, and then reflecting on it wires the brain because that's a key point of our whole approach is we know that it takes physical wiring in the brain in order to create a habit or a skill, whether you're learning to play golf, tennis, a musical instrument, or a people skill. The challenge with people skills is that we already have our way of doing it that we've developed over time. So it's an established habit And when we go to create a new one, we have to lay new pathways that are competing with the old way of doing it. So often there's this discomfort, uh, there's this 
challenge in getting past what we call a crunch point, you know, that time where it's it's awkward and you don't have it down right and maybe you make mistakes, but you have to keep persevering. It's like doing reps in the gym. Mm. The more you do the reps, the stronger that muscle gets. And that's the same thing with actual practice. So our program combines giving people the information they need to know how to do that skill well, a process for actually practicing it, combined with a coach or coaches who offer encouragement along the way. It's like the 12-step programs or Weight Watchers. You know, those are all built around the fact that doing it by yourself is hard. Doing it with a support system is easier and will help you get better results faster. You just said something very impactful, which is, I mean, the whole thing was impactful, but you said something that I really love, which is the Weight Watchers or the 12-step program, and you said it's all built around a system. It's also built around a community, to your point. And when you have community of people that are that are wanting to be better, play better, have a bigger, better business, more impact on the world, etc. It's just fun, right? So when you go to work every day and you go to your business place and you're working your 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week and you have what you do every single day and your, your behaviors, as you say, a lot of times we try to get out of our comfort zone, but then I, I, I'm, I'm doing like a rubber band analogy where you, you, you pull, 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 and then all of a sudden it snaps back to your old self. So it's kind of like you said, going to the gym. You might go to the gym for 60 days and not see a lot of results and then go back to your old ways, and then you say, nah, the gym really doesn't work. I'm a huge believer in coaching, in leadership training, in assessments, in programs like yourself, even the stuff that I do from a coaching perspective, and here's why. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, if you're not where you want to be as a group, as an organization, as a business, as a solopreneur, change it. Go out and seek the help that you can get from programs like Meredith because it is absolutely a game changer when you're in and around a process, a system, and a community of other people that are playing up and playing big. And it does. It makes all the difference in not only your business but your well-being because, like I said in the intro, when you're popping at a high level in business, when you're making money, you're impacting people, that spreads out to your entire life, your health, your relationships, your spirituality, all of that, in my opinion, stems from, it's like a ripple effect from your business. You have a really successful business that you feel really good about. Other things are affected in a positive way as well. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. we don't. And one of the beauties, too, of improving communication skills is they carry over at home. Yeah. So with your spouse, your kids, and neighbors, um, it just makes a big difference in how your your interactions go. And then Hacker Nation, at the end, I'm going to have... Meredith, share with you that site again that you can get more information from uh, from all the programs that she has. So you have to stay all the way to the end. All right, Meredith, let's switch gears. As you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success acts and strategies to help grow themselves and their business. You've already given us all kinds of great, great nuggets on the show, but we now shine the success hack spotlight on you. What's one success hack? that you can share that can help our Hacker Nation community of entrepreneurs who are maybe looking to become better leaders, better communicators, what's one thing that they can apply like today? I would say investing in tools that accelerate your learning. Don't be afraid to make that investment. And I look at them very much as an investment and not a cost. So if there's something I want to know how to do better, like 
um, probably close to a year ago, it was really learning how to leverage LinkedIn. Uh, because that's where our target market is, is, you know, professionals on LinkedIn. So I don't try to just go on there and spend hours, you know, studying it. I want to save time. And so I will invest in somebody that I perceive as an expert. And so that's what I did. I had signed up first for an online uh, LinkedIn's, uh, what was it called? You know, a success summit where there were 30 or 40 different LinkedIn experts. And what I did then is I zeroed in on the one person that I thought delivered the most value per minute and <laughs> uh, bought his course yeah. and went through that. And I have really faithfully gone through his modules. And now I have my system for what I do every day on LinkedIn. Mm. So it's investing in tools that may initially take some time, but they're going to accelerate your learning and save you time over long haul because you know exactly what you need to do. Love it. That's exactly what we created this show for in this segment, which is the success hack segment, which is we're trying to teach business owners and entrepreneurs how to shortcut their learning curve and how to shortcut to their success. And that doesn't mean skipping steps. That just means taking a look at what you're doing and saying, how do I do that in a third of the time? And really take what Meredith just shared. And no matter what business you're in, gaining knowledge and then applying that knowledge through a community, through online courses, through in-person learning, through mentorship. That's how you do it, Hacker Nation. It's taken me a long time and a lot of heartache to realize I can try to figure this out by myself in two, three, four years, or maybe never, or I can invest 500, 5,000, 10,000, whatever it is, in order to shortcut the entire process. And I like how you opened this up and you said, it's an investment, it's not a cost. And that right then and there is a mindset shift for everybody that's listening. When you're proposed with a course to take, someone to have you mentor, or someone that's going to mentor you, if there's a cost involved, which there is, right, do it. I always say do it because you want to look back on the next 24 months or 12 months and say, wow, I'm so much further ahead, or do you want to stay stuck and then... I hate to say this, but I know a lot of entrepreneurs that quit, that quit because they couldn't get out of their own way, they couldn't make enough money, they had to go back to their job, and now they're miserable. That could have been avoided if they would have just invested in their training, in their leadership, in their skills, in their sales, in their marketing, in whatever it is they're trying to do. Meredith, we are now entering the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the Success Hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Meredith Bell, are you ready for the randomness round? I am. Let's go. Best advice you've ever received? This was from a book that I read, The Prosperous Coach and Rich Litvin, and it said, Before any conversation that you have with a prospective client or even an existing client, ask yourself this. How can I serve this person so powerfully that they never forget our conversation for the rest of their life? What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I have a morning ritual where I have affirmations I say and write out. I meditate, I read, and I exercise, and I make sure I get all those in up front. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Two things. One, have more fun. 
be less serious and lighten up because I tend to be a more serious person. And two, make bold requests, make more bold requests to let go of the fear of criticism, not getting things right the first time. It's all an experiment. So just put on your scientist coat and go out and try things and gather data and make adjustments accordingly. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I am very intuitive, Scott, which means I pick up on a lot of um, nuances in a conversation or just watching body language, you know, when I'm talking to people, tone of voice that other people often would miss. And it's just something I think I've maybe I had naturally uh, as a younger person and I've honed it over the years. And so it allows me to then ask questions and make observations that a lot of people wouldn't even be paying attention to. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your overall business? It's called Straight Line Leadership by Dusan Jukic, and that's D-U-S-A-N-D-J-U-K-I-C-H. Very powerful for any business owner or leader. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? LinkedIn. Meredith, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time and also sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? Uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. I'm Meredith M. is in Mary. Bell, B-E-L-L. And our website for the product that I was talking about is Strong for Performance. And that's strong, then F-O-R, performance.com. And we have a few videos there on the home page that give an overview. But also we have a resources tab that they can click on to get a number of free articles and, and other videos that would be helpful for their businesses. Oh, fantastic. That's awesome. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Meredith, along with some other really cool resources we have on the site. Oh, and when you're on the site, do not forget to click subscribe so that you don't miss any of these really amazing new episodes. Again, when you're on the site, successhackers.net, just click subscribe. Before we end the show today, I wanted to make you aware of something. Everyone is always asking me, either here on the show or through my blogs or my speaking or my coaching, whatever it is that I'm doing, Scott, you coach business owners on how to grow their business and become more profitable. Uh, but they say, Scott, I want to generate more leads. How do I do this? So I came up with something that's brand new. I want to actually give it to you for free. This video will actually help dispel any myths about how to generate more leads so just go to IWantMoreLeads.net. That's IWantMoreLeads.net. And you'll have your hands on the three biggest lead gen mistakes most business owners are making and how to fix them all. So just go to IWantMoreLeads.net for the free video. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion. <laughs>